Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and today we're talking about team depth. So we have a new app on the website. You should check it out. Basically, what it does is it lets you pick any stat, and you can figure out how deep every team is in that stat. So what you do is you pick your stat. We're going to pick LeBron, which is just our flagship all-in-one impact metric, just how much players are moving the needle. And then you select how deep on the bench you want to look. I'm going to pick nine players on each team. That's about a playoff rotation. And then, you know, you hit run search and then it spits out the data. And it tells you who has been the deepest team this year in the league and how that could potentially move to the playoffs. How could it affect the playoff series? How it could possibly swing a playoff series? So Boston is a team we've talked about all year. They have tremendous depth. I think they had... I think they had six players in my top 75, which was the most, and which is just crazy. You know, it's White, Smart, Horford, Rob Williams, Tatum, Brown. Like their their depth is one of the better teams of the last few years. Obviously, they were one of the best teams in the regular season. They've looked really good in the playoffs. And they were third in overall depth in LeBron this year. So that makes sense, right? They're at the top of the league. That's a narrative we talk about. It makes sense to the eye test. We're all in agreement Boston's deep. That's not really where this app shines. Where this app shines is for the rest of the teams in the league, where exactly does Sacramento land? Does Philly land? Do the Lakers land? Because it's a lot less obvious. Like pre-Russell Westbrook trade, This app wasn't made yet, so I can't give you hard numbers, but I would imagine the Lakers had some of the worst depth in the league. But after the trade, all of a sudden, their depth is considerably better. So this app is really, really great to quantify that heading into the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs, comparing teams. So uh, again, the way it works is it compares the best player in LeBron on each team than the second best player, the third best. Again, you can have it sort by whatever you want, but LeBron's just the easiest. So uh, it's cool. I actually, you can look at like, oh, who has the best playmaking depth or who has the best uh, like perimeter on ball defensive stoppers in the, like the league. Who's the deepest at that? So it's really cool. You can look at a lot of things. If you follow us on Twitter, you've probably seen I put out some tweets on it. But today I just want to look at like overall general impact. And I'll start with just naming off like the top three teams. So Memphis has been the deepest team this year. 
Milwaukee, number two, and then Boston, number three. I think Milwaukee and Boston, that makes sense to be. Well, Memphis has been good this year, but like you have to realize that, oh, I mean, their record the last two years without John Morant is really good. So that shows depth. And then in the playoffs, I know they're down versus the Lakers right now, but they are out Steven Adams, they are out Brandon Clark, and then John Morant missed a game, and they still won that game, which, I mean, if that doesn't show you depth, I really don't know what does. But uh, again, the top teams, that's a little bit easier, but then all of a sudden, you know, we're at the fifth best team or the 10th best team. Understanding where these teams are in terms of depth, I think is really, really important. Um, I think a team like Sacramento, they're a team where I'm like, oh man, the offensive depth there is really good, but the defensive depth is really bad. Like all year, one of their biggest kind of flaws, something they were trying to figure out was when Sabonis goes to the bench, we don't really have another big to play, you know, messing around with lineups, you know, trying to make a trade at the deadline. There were so many things they were trying to figure out there. How does that stack up? I want to talk about offensive and defensive depth. We'll, we'll talk about that after kind of the LeBron intro that we're doing now. But I wanted to talk about, you know, teams that were really bad in depth this year. So at the very bottom of the league, the worst overall depth in LeBron, San Antonio, Detroit, and Houston. I think we can all agree those teams not particularly top-heavy and also don't have a lot of depth. That's why they lost a lot of games. Uh, interestingly enough, Dallas was near the bottom in terms of depth because obviously you have Luka and you have Kyrie. But then after that, it really tailed off hard. And I know everyone wants to point the finger at something really sexy as to why they kind of imploded at the end of the year. But I think the real answer is that they just didn't have the depth to make the playoffs. Like they had the 24th best depth in the league. That's not going to make you a playoff team. Like I don't care if you have Luke. I don't care if you have one of the best players in the league. If you have one of the worst rosters in the league, like you're just not going to make the playoffs. And I know it's a star league and we talk about the stars all the time because they are the most important piece, but like coupled with, pretty much every championship championship team, but every like deep playoff run, you need to have a lot of depth, a lot of quality guys. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have different types of matchups where you got to play bigger or you got to play smaller. And, you know, like the preparation for that starts at the draft. It starts in free agency. Like it starts before you get to the playoffs. Like you got to have the ponies or like you're just not really going to be in the race. So that's kind of an introduction to this app. I feel like like this app isn't really really all analytics isn't really meant to you know start like end arguments. It can help start an argument or it can help inform an argument. It's not to be like, well, this is Memphis is the deepest team in the league, so they're going to win the championship because that's not really how basketball works. But it is really really important to be like, oh, New York is the fourth deepest team in the league this year. And I think that makes sense. Like I think on this podcast, I've described New York of like. I don't know how good this team is, but they have a lot of good basketball players. It's like they have like seven or eight, like really good basketball players. And you just don't see that on other teams. Do they have the star power as much maybe as other teams? No. Do they have the star power of the Lakers? No, they don't. But if you look at their sixth or seventh best player, that player is pretty darn good. So another cool thing you can do in this app is you can like literally compare the seventh best player on every team. So if you look at, I can just go down. 
So Memphis has, again, this is comparing all of the sevens basically across the league. Best player on the team sorted by LeBron. Memphis has the second best player when it comes to comparing the, basically the second guy off the bench. Boston has the best player in the league when it comes to the seventh guy off the bench. Uh, we'll move down. New York has the third best player. That's the second guy off the bench. Would be the seventh total guy on the team. So I think that's really interesting. When you look at Cleveland, Cleveland has the twenty-first guy. So we've seen them struggle this year. They've been trying to figure out their bench. They've been trying to figure out, you know, who's going to be in their closing lineup. You know, the second and third quarter guys. And you can see in this app, it's really, really easy and clear to see where it's like. Their, their number one is a top 10 guy compared to other number ones. Their number two is a top 10 guy. Their number three is a top 10 guy. Like their, their first four really, really – like they have the best fourth guy in the league. I'm going to guess it's, it's going to be Allen or Mobley. It's Jarrett Allen. He was their fourth best player this year in LeBron, right behind Mobley. Right, they're the three and four, and that's where they really have a big advantage in the league. They have the best fourth – they have the best – fourth best player in the league. <laughs> I know that's a really confusing way to say that, but that makes sense. That's kind of how I've thought about the team. But then when you move down, their sixth guy is 18th compared to basically six men. Not great. Their seventh guy is 21st. That's a problem. Their eighth guy is 14th, about average. So they're really, really top heavy, but they don't have the same, you know, back and bench depth where that all averages out actually to be a pretty good team. But you could see where this could be a potential problem, especially when you're playing New York where New York's fifth guy, it's the best fifth guy. Their sixth guy. It's the best sixth guy. Their seventh guy is the third best. Like their ninth guy is the fourth best ninth guy. So you could see when, you know, you're playing your, your bench units for, you know, three or four minutes in a playoff game, the plus minus could favor New York because their players have just been better all year. Okay, let's look at Olebron. We can see that the best team depth in Olebron was the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they were number one. Memphis was number two. New York was number three. And I think Sacramento at number one makes sense, right? Like you go into their team and it's like they don't have the same high-end play as maybe like the Lakers and their top two guys, like in Fox and Sabonis, but they're still good players. And then after that, you have Herder, you have Harrison Barnes, you have Malik Monk, where you're like, okay, I could understand how like this team was such a devastating offense this year. And in the playoffs, that resiliency is difficult to stop when you have so many different guys that can beat you. And then also you have Darren Fox playing at a really high level in the playoffs here. <laughs> um, but the O-LeBrons, I just think are are really interesting here because, you know, you look at a team like Philly. So Philly is 13th in depth. And you're like, okay, well, I know they have Embiid and Harden. Again, two really, really top guys. But then after that, Maxi has, has been pretty good. Tobias Harris is solid. Then you have guys like... Shake Milton and Jalen McDaniels, where you're like, okay, I'm not not in love with those guys on the depth, but you know we have the top end guys. You know we have some some players on the roster like in Melton and PJ Tucker. They're more defensively oriented. But you're like, okay, the depth here for Philly isn't terrible. It's still in the top half of the league. You have the star power at the top. Obviously, you have Joel Embiid, who's just a one man wrecking crew. But you see the trade offs, and you can then directly compare where it's like, okay, Sacramento, their their sixth guy. 
seventh and eighth is what we're going to talk about. So for the sixth guy, second. For the seventh guy, they had the second best guy. The eighth, they had the second best guy. Again, it's really weird to say this is. It's confusing. I'm sure to listen to, but their guys are very, very good. Slotted into the sixth, seventh, and eighth best guys on the team. Now Philly, they're more middle of the road where it's like, okay, for the sixth, 14th best guy, you go down the bench, 15th best guy in that slot, 12th best guy in that slot. And they just don't have the same offensive punch where it's like, sure, they got three guys and Embiid, Harden, and Maxi, But then after that, they are pretty middle of the road when it comes to bench scoring options. So again, this app is just really useful for figuring out like, we know the team's at the top again. Sacramento is going to have a great offense. If you go to the bottom, Detroit is at the bottom. They're going to have a pretty bad offense. <laughs> but those teams in the middle, like Philly, um, I think a team like the Lakers are interesting because it's like, what exactly is the Lakers' depth? Because I know it's improved, but I don't know where it is. And it's like, okay, like, I kind of like kind of like the first half of their bench, kind of falls off in the second half. The middle's okay. The middle's much improved. And I think just seeing these numbers where it's like, okay, for the for the fourth option in an offense, they have a top 10 guy. For the sixth option in an offense, they have a top 10 guy. The, the That just helps you understand where they are as an offense and who can kind of take the offensive load off their stars. And you could see how that could contribute positively. Let's move on to D. LeBron. We're going to look at teams sorted uh, with the most depth, and like you're going to find that like the teams with the most defensive depth are going to be teams with really good defensive ratings. So these teams should sound familiar. But number one, we got Cleveland. Number two, Memphis, and number three, Milwaukee. These teams are really, really good at the top, right? And then they're also really, really good just kind of throughout. They all have like defensive player of the year candidate type players at the top of their roster. And then the further you go down, I mean, Cleveland's defensive depth is crazy. Where it's like uh, seventh guy is they have the best seventh guy on defense. Eighth, they got the second best. Ninth, they got the second best. Like that's just the type of depth in the playoffs can be really helpful. Maybe when a team gets in foul trouble, something like that. And then if you go to maybe a more middle of the pack team, like the Clippers, they're pretty much here in the middle. Their depth, at their top half is, is quite good. But their, their second half, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth guys, like, you know, starting at the bench, 22nd, 18th, 14th, where it's like kind of the middle kind of back end of the league. And that depth is going to get tested, especially with the Clippers. They've had so many injuries. But, uh, yeah, this app just does a really good job of kind of filling in the middle because we know – the teams that are really like we all know Memphis and Milwaukee have really, really good defensive depth. It is cool to compare the seventh best guy on every team or whatever you want to do. Uh, but I'm really interested in the middle where it's like, where does Minnesota shake out against the Clippers versus Oklahoma City versus Philly? Like these teams are all places in the middle. And like OKC is a team where like they're they're starting five, not that great at defense, but their bench is quite good at defense. Um, Philly, it's kind of like a little bit here or there. And then Phoenix, it's like their top guys really don't defend at all. And then the rest of their team is pretty solid at defense. So it's just kind of cool to see where kind of just overall where a team's depth is in comparison to the rest of the league. But then within the team, is it the starters? Is it the back end of the bench? Is it the middle? And this uh, this app kind of helps illustrate that and visually lets you look at it in a way that just isn't a list, which is really helpful. But yeah, I think this is really cool. I think it's really interesting. 
I think all the teams that we think are really good are for the most part really high in this uh, depth ranking. Again, we looked at LeBron and then O LeBron and D LeBron, which is just offensive and defensive components of the larger LeBron stat. But again, you can look at anything. Like you can look at playmaking talent. You can look at uh, three point shooting. You can look at you know teams that are good around the rim. So this is a really powerful app. It's really fun to use. And uh, I kind of wanted to just do this episode to put a spotlight on it because this is something we've been talking about internally a lot, uh, how it impacts playoff series. It's also just really fun to use. Uh, This one is behind the paywall, again, $5 a month, but it's $5 a month for the same data that front offices and agents are using. Like it's it's a really good deal. I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this before the episode where I was like, Here's the thing, like I could work in a lot of different fields. I could have done sales and whatever. But the reason I like talk about, you know, just whatever the the, the basketball index membership is because it's like one, well, it's a really good deal. But more importantly, like these apps are just like really fun and interesting to use, whether you're writing articles or making videos or just like, you know, talking with your brother while you watch the game. Like it's these tidbits, these things are are interesting, they're fun and uh I don't know. I feel like they just kind of enhance the game. Like it makes the game more fun for me to watch knowing, you know, Cleveland has the best defensive. Cause like some of them, like, where are the guys that score on the bench for the Cavs? And then it's like, oh, well, they're just all loaded up with defensive players. <laughs> like, I guess that's why it's, <laughs> these guys on the bench do something. It turns out to defend. But uh, yeah, it's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, again, if you want to check out the defensive depth, the offensive depth, just the overall depth of a team, you can head on over to bballindex.com. You can find that under the team leaderboards app. It's really easy. It's really cool. It's really fun to play with. Uh, Really good to check out your favorite team, how they're doing. And then also you can go back and look at previous years. Uh, I think a project I'm going to do in the off season is so last off season, I looked at how good your offense and how good your defense has to be to make the playoffs. And basically it was like, you pretty much need to have a top 10 in both. Uh, there was a couple outliers, a couple of LeBron teams were pretty bad defensively, but other than that, or LeBron Cavs teams, but other than that, it was it was the top 10 for the most part. And then you needed four players above average in LeBron on offense and defense to make the finals. I want to look at this team depth and I want to figure out uh, how team depth affects you either making the finals or the conference finals or, or how it plays a part in that. So my name's Taylor and we'll see you on the next episode of the Basketball Index Podcast.